It's time for Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair in West Reading. Got a question about your vehicle? Give us a call at 610-374-8800 or 888-401-0459. So let's get started with Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair. Here's Tom and Ashley. Good morning. Good evening. I did that last week. Yeah. <laughs> Good That's twice in a row. Oh my gosh, I'm starting out perfect. That's right. Okay, well, so- you are. That's why I married no. you. <laughs> oh my God, please stop me piling it on already. Good evening and welcome to Idle Talk with Ashley and Tom. After that ridiculous introduction, it's good to be here with Tom and Tyler as our engineer for the night. Yep. And uh, it is a lovely evening. Yes. And what are we going to talk about? It's not cold and snowy. It is not cold and snowy, thankfully. Yeah. yeah. And what are we going to talk about tonight, Thomas? Well, I wanted to start off with like a couple little stories okay. about this past week. Wait, I have to tell you something really quickly. Tell me. I want a puppy. Oh, yeah. You want to throw me under under the bus here yeah. on the radio? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I know. I just thought I'd throw it out there. Uh, you just want everybody to know that you want a new puppy. Yeah. I haven't had a puppy. We haven't had a puppy in a long time. A long, long no. time, like fourteen years. Yeah. So. Remember the last one that tore everything up? She was terrible. Her name was Gracie, and she was the best. I loved her. Anyway, I just anyway, wanted to kind of throw you under yeah, the bus, let everybody yeah, know. let everybody so know. So anybody can call right. and be like, Tom, just give her a puppy. You know, yeah, just, yeah. it'll be fine. Thanks. Okay. Thanks. Thanks right. for throwing me under. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tom's literally like, like oh, uh. great. <laughs> okay. We'll have a puppy by next week. I don't think next week. <laughs> I have plans. So. Anyway. Anyway, what are we going to talk about, Thomas? Well, I was going to talk about a car that we had in the shop this past week. Uh, yes. A Chevy Malibu 2017. You know, we were talking about buying used cars the other week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this goes into that whole the whole thing that you don't know. You don't always know what you're buying. No, and sometimes you don't even know what you don't know. Exactly. Especially with a situation like what we're going to talk about. Yeah, because you, you go and you buy this great used car, and you're like, it, it's a beautiful looking car it was yeah. a, uh, the 17 malibu I comfortable was in it. yeah we drove it around and mm-hmm. i was like wow this thing's comfortable it got lots of power it has a four-cylinder in it mm-hmm. i was like this thing's this thing's really nice mm-hmm. i was like wow but it had a problem it had a weird problem it had a weird problem yeah it would make this terrible terrible like droning noise inside the car as you drove it it was almost like a like a buzzing noise but it was such a it was it it was it was almost like a buzzing vibration, but it wasn't like it, it changed pitch and yeah. and the tune sometimes, so to speak. Yeah. Like it using it kind of went with engine speed. Yeah, it it made you think as we drove it around. We thought it was the exhaust making yeah. noise, and it was just making the inside of the car so buzzy and just vibrating, and it was it was obnoxious to drive. Yeah, because it sounded like, like sounded like droning. You yeah. know. And it was we were driving through through West Reading there in the normal twenty five mile an hour traffic, and it's like, zzz, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh my goodness, this thing's ridiculous. So you know, we we brought it in the shop, took it for a test drive. We're like, wow, this is really bad. You know, this should stick out. So brought it in the shop and looking to around, we thought, well, maybe it's a heat shield laying on the exhaust. So put it up in the air, took a look, didn't see anything. Like, okay, you know, so we tap around on the exhaust and look for anything else that's loose. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, Casey, the 
uh, our tech that was working on it, he thought, hey, you know what? Maybe it's an exhaust leak. Maybe it has an exhaust leak up near the front of the engine, and we just can't see it. Mm-hmm. So they went, and I learned this trick from uh, from a, a technician site where they were showing tips and tricks. Mm-hmm. And they took a shop vac, and they hooked it up to the exhaust on the car. The exhaust on the shop vac, so it yeah. blows out. Yeah, you can switch it to go out. Yeah, or in. you can switch it to go out and blow the air out. And then you hook the hose up to the exhaust pipe, and then you go along it with soapy water. And you spray the right. exhaust pipe where, and then look where bubbles. the bubbles come out. Right. Uh, I saw that a couple months ago. I this, was like, that's pretty I was snazzy. I've like, been the... doing this forever. And, <laughs> wow, this is a much easier way to find exhaust leaks right. than, than doing, you know, going and trying to put your hand up and checking the exhaust pipes hot. And, and you can't, you can't do a, you can't do a traditional like smoke test on. You can, but it might not have enough pressure. Pressure to go to, from, okay, yeah. because it has to go so through look, all of the... Yeah, so it has to go all the way up through the engine. It has to build a little bit of pressure. Mm-hmm. And generally, our like our smoke machines that we use don't have enough pressure to do that. Okay. But a shop vac does. Because you're going literally directly to the source, yep. Yep. to the you're, tailpipe. Yep, you're hooking it right up to the end of the tailpipe. Mm-hmm. You'd be blowing smoke up the tailpipe. There's a joke in yeah, there somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. <laughs> so anyway, so they do that, and there's nothing. So we ran it on the lift, and it's quiet, and you know we're working under the lift, and we got the windows down, and we're talking back and forth, and you know, and it's not doing it, and we couldn't figure this out. So we're like, all right, well, it was just at the the dealer. She was going to take it back to the dealer. And we said, you know, maybe what you want to do is have them check the exhaust on it. You know, the car only has right around 40,000 miles on it. Right. Have them check the exhaust. Maybe they'll do some kind of goodwill fix for it. Yeah, because the exhaust on that car is like all one piece. Mm -hmm. So if we were to say, hey, maybe it's the resonator that's in the middle Mm -hmm. and start cutting things out Mm -hmm. and then realize that it isn't. And then we want to take it back, say, hey, maybe take it back to the dealer. You've already kind of like... You kind of modified yourself. it. Yeah, yeah. You modified it. So they're not going to want to do any warranty They won't on even it. touch so, it. And that's what, the, what we're calling a goodwill warranty where you can, you, you're out of warranty by time or mileage. Mm-hmm. And then you go back to the dealer. You want to actually go back to the manufacturer first and say, hey, yeah. I have this issue. I'm really low mileage. Um, yeah. The it's kind of out of the ordinary. Right. And the dealer would want to verify that, obviously. Yeah. But they would call it what we, what they call a goodwill warranty for the, the manufacturer. Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, you, you bought that car. They, they want you to buy another car in the future. Exactly. So in a big part like that, that exhaust system that's all one piece under that car, they, they'll sometimes, you know, work with you on the price on it. Right. And, so she was going to do that and had to move it. It was parked out on the lot. She was going to come, the lady that owned it was going to come pick it up. And I, I moved it. And as I'm moving it, just around the lot, it starts buzzing like crazy. And I thought about this and I thought, I wonder, some of these new fancy cars come with this thing called active noise reduction, mm-hmm. where it has microphones inside the car. And if the if that system goes awry, it could actually go and cause issues like this. So I'm moving the car through the lot, and it's making the noise. And I open up the door, and the noise stops. <laughs> Ding! And you're and like, I was like huh. light bulb. I was like, 
I wonder if this car has active noise canceling. So, question about the active noise canceling or or those kinds of bells and whistles. Do do all? I guess it would be a, a specific sound system that would have something like that in the vehicle. That car in particular has the high end sound system. Okay. It, and it was an option in that car. Okay. But it was an option that most people wouldn't look for. Right. So that's why we didn't look for it right away. We didn't think about it. We didn't think about it. Because you're not thinking that something like that is coming from the radio. Yeah. And or you're radio thinking, components. well, it's a 2017 Chevy Malibu. It's it's a mid-level sedan. Right. It's, you know, it, usually you see that kind of stuff on the expensive stuff. Like, you'll see it on the Cadillacs and you'll see it on on other stuff like that. But generally, you don't see it on, like, your your sedans and that. So... What we what we ended up finding was they have all kinds of issues with the modules in these. So um, they actually have a bulletin on disconnecting that because they don't have a fix for it. They don't have yet. a repair quite yeah. yet. Yeah. So we disconnected it and the buzz went away. It's but, amazing. I mean, we we spent I'm going to say we spent an hour and a half messing around easily, trying you know looking at it and going over it and everything just to be fooled by. The car has a system in it that cancels noise, and it failed, and now it makes a terrible buzzing noise as you drive down the road. And you wouldn't even think about something like that because you're like, why would it? It's not really associative, you know? Yeah. I mean, the noise was so bizarre yeah. that I guess, I mean, it, now it, hearing it, we're like, okay, <clears throat> now we know what that what that kind of noise is. Yeah. But the other frustrating thing is GM doesn't have a repair for it, so they're just like, unplug well, it for now and see what happens. Yeah. And the other interesting thing with it was it shuts that system off when you open the windows. So oh, when we had right. it so when we had it on the lift and we were running it running and we had the lift. windows open because we're yelling back and forth to one another, yeah. It's not working. You can't so hear it. every everybody's like, You can't hear it. And I didn't even think about it in case he goes, Yeah, if you put the windows up you can hear it, but if you put it down you can't. And, like, then, and now it, it all makes sense. Switches on yeah, and off. because it turns it on and off. Well, we're going to take a really quick break. We are taking your calls tonight, 610-374-8800 or 888 We are live today, but we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back after these messages. And now let's get back to Tom and Ashley with Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair. And we're back. Thank you for joining us tonight, uh, Tom and Ashley for Idle Talk Radio. Uh, you can call us in, call in. We're taking your calls, 610-374-8800 or 888-401-0459. And tonight we're just talking about kind of weird technology things that we keep seeing or that we're beginning to see coming through the shop. Um, just a little bit of this and a little bit of that kind of, um, yeah. You know, we're the technology, vehicle technology is just get, getting more and more interesting. I like to use the mm-hmm. word versus complicated. Um, I think some people kind t- of maybe prefer complicated. <laughs> yeah. Well, so our, uh, our service writer, Mike, he just got himself a 2020 Hyundai Sonata. <clears throat> it's very nice. It's very nice. Mm-hmm. And he goes, boy, this thing almost drives itself. Just you know, about. Almost. Almost. And he <laughs> still said. Still have to sit behind the wheel. <laughs> still have to sit behind the wheel. Still have to do some input. He goes, but he goes, there's so many buttons in this car. Yeah. I, he is like, I don't know what all of them do. 
What trim level did he get on that one? Does it's it, pretty fancy. Is it, okay, yeah. so it's like the higher trim yeah, level. Yeah, I think it's a higher trim level. It's a pretty nice car. Yeah. And uh, but he was he was out and he's like, this this thing has so many buttons. It's good. It's, it's yeah. Buttons are he, well. He goes. But, they, they spend the whole time. He goes when they deliver the car to you. He goes. They spend the whole time telling you what the screen does in the center. Yeah. But there's buttons everywhere, everywhere else, else. <laughs> he goes well what what does the rest of it do you know that's the really frustrating thing about um buying a new car is i mean especially for someone who's not like like a motorhead like you or mm-hmm. i that will just go out to the car and like sit in it and learn about it and read the, the manual mm-hmm. yes i have read the manual for vehicles that i've purchased i'm a nerd it is what it is. But, um, but I mean, I do read them because I go through them. To, you know, you want to mm-hmm. see how big the tank is. You want to yeah. see the air pressure in the tires. You want to, you know, what the average range for the gas tank is. You want to know what kind of oil they're going to put in. I mean, mm-hmm. I look at that kind of stuff because I mean, I mean, even before we were in, we mm-hmm. have been in this business, I still did that because I want to know, okay, what's my mileage calculation going to be? Oh. I mean, especially on something like that. What is, what are my dash lights that I'm going to look for that yeah. are going to be alert? to mm-hmm. me the things that I want to know. So a lot of the times when vehicles get delivered, and we mean deliver like the keys get handed over by the salesman to the new purchaser, and they sit in the car and they say, this is how you turn it on, this is what you do, This is that's what they call it, delivery. Um, and a lot of the times, the sales salespeople who are very well-meaning don't necessarily go over everything, but if they do, there's so much of it. They're just so much stuff on yeah, that new car. Re- you almost you can't just can't retain, retain all of it. Yeah. I mean, you really only retain like 15-minute segments at a time. Like uh, we've, It's pro- mm-hmm. been proven by scientists that our brains well, only work in like 15-minute ag- increments. Yeah. So. And that goes back to, you know, we're implementing our, our new, uh, well, we've had our courtesy, our digital courtesy check mm-hmm. that where we take the pictures and send them to you through text or email. Mm-hmm. And we're implementing some new stuff with better descriptions mm-hmm. because we had the realization if we just show you a picture or something, you don't know what we're, we're looking at. Because, I don't even know what I'm yeah, looking at sometimes. sometimes we can't. Flip the picture around. What, like, what is what, that? What, what are we looking at? You yeah. Know? And I said to my guys, I said, we need to do a better job with this. You know, if we're, if we're going to do this, you know, let's not do it halfway. Let, let's make it, you know, look nice and, and educate everybody. You know, this is what you're looking at. Right. You know, so you can make an educated decision about what you want to do. Right. Definitely. But, I mean, and it's the same same thing with delivering the car. Yeah. It it goes back to, excuse me, goes back to that you don't know all this different stuff. No. So and you're like, you won't you won't. Uh, well, like you said, you only remember up to fifteen minutes. Yeah. You're not going to retain so, all of it unless you, unless you just you just have to live in it and then. What was the story? Uh, one of our reps was telling about a guy who bought an F one fifty pickup that had the active stop mm. start. Oh yeah, that yeah <laughs> he bought yeah it has the active stop start and he bought it. Um, it was a uh, it was a driver at one of the parts stores. Right, it was a driver at one of the parts stores. He traded his truck in. It was an F one fifty. Got a new one, and he goes he pulled up the first stop sign and it shut off. And the sales guy never told them that it had this stop-start stop, feature where if the conditions are correct and you pull up to a stoplight or stop sign, the car shuts off. Right. And then as soon as you leave your foot off the brake, it starts up again and you drive away. Mm-hmm. So, and he's like, and what he goes, is going on? Yeah, that if you have one, the first time that happens, you're like, 
Uh. <laughs> well, the first time that happened to me, I was going to p- go pick up one of our customer cars, um, you know, one of our customers' cars, and <clears throat> I was, um, it was a new vehicle, and I'm like, oh, this thing is founcer. And I got to the, I got to this, the, the um, turn to, I had to stop and make the right, and I put my foot, I guess the way that Toyota's technology is, if you put, press your foot harder on the brake, mm-hmm. It'll go into the eco mode. If mm-hmm. it's if it's in the eco mode, it'll it'll do the stop start. And it turned off. And I'm like, okay. And then of course, You're instinctively like, you take your fo- well, yeah. Instinctively <laughs> you take your foot off the the brake mm-hmm. to say like, because uh, you kind of like just kind of what we do as instinct. And, I yeah. don't know. And then it started, and I was like, oh, it's one of those. Okay, cool. So <laughs> uh, you know, you know. You kind of know what you bought this car and it just broke. <laughs> it just broke. So yeah, the guy Kevin said the guy drove it back to the dealership and the guys the, the sales guy was like, "Oh yeah, it has active yeah. step, stop start or whatever it is." Yeah. Is that for is that only on like smaller engines that they do that? It's because it's kind of ending up on everything. Okay. Um, so not just like a four til- turbo four cylinder no. regular four cylinders up on the six cylinders too. No, you're going to see it on all on all types of vehicles okay. now. Um what's happening is they know a lot of people sit in traffic. Yeah. And you know, that's a lot of gallons of gas wasted. Mm-hmm. And you don't necessarily want to buy a hybrid either. Yeah, some people want well, hybrids have pretty good range. They I do was have- going to say they don't have as much range, but actually they have really good range. They do. But a lot of people just don't want a hybrid because they want a pickup, and there's mm-hmm. no pickup hybrids right now yet. Not yet. Ford's there's making some, one. Well, no, they're making a battery-powered truck. Oh, all yeah. battery-powered. All battery-powered. Oh, I thought it was going to be a hybrid. Yeah. Ooh, no, G- GM did a hybrid a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, well, I'm going to, I'm. He's mm, digging deep. Maybe He's... 2008 to 2012. Oh, really? Yeah, they, have, they did up. them on the Yukons and the okay. Suburbans and some couple pickup trucks. Okay, it didn't improve the fuel economy all that much. It wasn't really? As good. Yeah, it wasn't as it. It's a, it those a, are big it's a lot of too. yeah. It's a lot of vehicle. Yeah, powered by it. Yeah. Now, um, the the new Dodges, the new Dodge uh, Rams. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all the pickup trucks there all have the like their mild hybrid system on. Um, the class I was just at, mm-hmm. they were talking about, uh, they don't actually don't have a starter on them. They use this, they use a, um, uh, they have like a big giant motor generator mounted on top of the engine. Okay. And it has like a specialty drive belt on it that will actually crank the engine over. Wow. So when well, it's, when it's in high, when it's in hybrid mode, it actually uses a belt on the front of the engine to start the engine and, and kind of start driving. So it's it's just really interesting. So um, it and they increase fuel economy and you know a little bit when you when you end up putting these on, but okay. it's not leaps and bounds. Okay. But it does help these pickup trucks, which are really known to be you know use a lot of gas. Yeah. Get better fuel mileage. Well, the other thing that that they're looking at in terms of the stop start technology is the idle time, is what you're saying. Idle time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Time. <laughs> it's, oh, it's, yeah. <laughs> That's good. Tyler wasn't quite ready for that one. Sorry, I, I, guard. I got it. Um, but it's the, 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 um, the stuck in traffic, stop start traffic and that kind of thing that you're not spending, you're not using as much fuel 
therefore not releasing as much um, hydrocarbons into the atmosphere. And we can talk about that a little bit later. Um, so. So we're going to take a really quick break. We're going to talk to Charles when we come back. Uh, we are taking your call, 610-374-8800, and we'll be back shortly. We're back with more Idle Talk with Tom and Ashley from King's Auto Repair. And welcome back to Idle Talk here on 830 AM WEEU and 1160 WBYN. Yeah. Height and Jim Thorpe. Good thing you did it because I have not done that quite no. yet. No, and, and I've been waiting for you to make the mistake. I know, you just love to pounce that's on right. that. Just... That's right. You throw me under the bus about a dog in the beginning. I'm well, yeah, I know, I did. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. But can't you, I mean, just a big old box of puppies, and you just reach down in there. And oh, there, I'm not going to get I'm the one, the one, they're, they're all squiggly and squirmly and flick but, your face and smell know, like puppies. But you know, the older dogs over at the ARL or, I at, know. or the Humane Society, they need love, too. I know. Yeah. And we, that's what we've done. Mm-hmm. For the past quite a few years, ten years, yeah. we've always gotten gotten yeah. a. Well, all well, of our do- dogs have been hand me downs. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're not so, gonna we're not gonna talk anymore about that yeah. enough. But so, uh, Charles is on the line. We're gonna talk to Charles next. Hello, Charles. Hello. How's it going? Uh, good. Yourself? Pretty good. What's going on? Uh, I wanted to talk about the start stop vehicles. Yeah. First mm-hmm. time I saw one. I was walking down the sidewalk, and I see this person pull up to the light, and then, you know, the car shuts off. Yeah. And he started, the car in front of him started moving. The light wasn't green yet. Pulled up a little bit. It it started up, shut down again. I was like, why does this idiot keep starting up his car and (laughs) shutting it down? Little did I know, you know, until recently, about those. Uh Uh-huh. Now... I don't like it. Call me old fashioned. I want to start. I want to shut my car off by myself and keep it running. Right. And not only that, premature battery starter and fuel pump wear. Well, I'm, I'm going to leave that to Tommy. But the thing about the stop start stop stop start technology is it is actually programmable, so you can turn that feature oh. off. In well, I know in the Toyotas you can, you, because you could go over to Eco or non Eco, right? Right. Yeah. So I mean. Technically, if you wanted a new whatever, some, some companies make some companies make bypasses that it automatically like put. Usually, there's a button somewhere, but some yeah. companies make stuff that bypasses that for the people who don't want that function. Um, right. I can't I can't blame you on that. I mean, yeah, odd. it is kind of weird, and it is definitely something you have to get used to. I mean, because even driving the few vehicles that I've driven that have the yeah. stop start, it, it is a little. Well, it, it does. If it didn't have the bypass, I would have to bypass that vehicle. <laughs> yeah. Put them bump. Yeah. Like you said, you were going around the corner. Couldn't that cause an accident? It cut off on you well, until you released off the brake pedal. So a lot of them have like a lot of different parameters they have to meet before they'll shut down. Usually, like uh-huh. a temperature. Um, the speed has to be below, like the speed has to be below a certain amount. And, um, there's usually a time that it's sitting still. So there's a couple parameters and most of these cars have battery monitors on them. So they know the state of the battery. And if the battery starts to get weak, it won't do the stop start feature. 
Right, but I'm saying it'll doing that repeatedly if you use it mm-hmm. will have wear and tear on the starter fuel pump and battery. Yes, yes, it will. Would it make the battery? Would it really make the battery kind of go south faster? Well, I think so. They use different batteries in them. Right. Yeah. They use eight um, what they call it absorbed AGM, AGM absorbed glass mat glass batteries. Mat. Yeah. 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 They all have glass mat batteries in. And they actually have specialty starters in most Isn't of them. Isn't the AGM sort of like a deep cycle? Yes, it's kind of like a deep cycle. And they can take a lot more um, depleting and bringing back up to charge. Right, like, but still, uh, like still a deep cycle. eventually it's still a depletion yeah. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. quicker. Yeah, and usually they're twice as much as a regular battery. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, usually twice as much. Yeah. So It's a technology. That you, like, you think about technology, you don't think of, like, a battery technology. It's like batteries are, like, yeah, really, they should be really simple. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the electric cars with the lithium-ion and stuff like that, it's... Yeah. With the fires and EMS not wanting, you know, they're very apprehensive. They're mm-hmm. very careful to work on them. Nobody wants 600 volts, you know. No. I don't like that. And what's what's in a battery? Gas. Yeah. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. basically, and they're huge batteries. Yeah. I mean, when you get into, we want to talk safety, battery, when it gets hit, you know. Mm-hmm. You got to can... think about all these things. Yeah. And in electric cars, how many charging stations do you really see? And who wants a four thousand dollar a month electric bill? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I you know that that's kind There's of one of those lot of things. that is one yeah. of those things that I always wonder about is like, well, it's you know it's environmentally friendly. I understand that, but where is your power coming from? You know, from your pocket. <laughs> but, but is it coming from a coal fired power plant? Is what I'm saying. Is it coming from, well, you know, that aspect? And there's not many charging stations. Right. And if you come home from work and there is a, by some chance on the highway, a charging station, somebody's using it, you're going to sit there eight hours while he charges it. Yeah. Charge your car well, and then turn around and go back to work instead of going home. And, yeah. You know, <laughs> and, no. And, and the charge. Yeah. Feasible. Well, I, I think. Logical. I think, I think now, I mean, it, it's really going to take a long time. It's just the it's just like yeah. the, the automated it's, driving. I think it's coming. It's coming, but it's going to be it's going to be very. I don't want them. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, Teslas are bursting in the flames, much, much like they all with the ions. Well, there there are cases of that, but yeah. I mean, I don't. I just don't, I don't know well, how prevalent. It's getting hot here. Turn on the heat. It's not on. <laughs> <laughs> the car's on fire. Battery again. <laughs> So uh, anyway, the self-driving cars too. The first two crashed in dry weather, sunny weather. I yeah, mean, the sensors are on top, and sensors are no good. I don't, I don't want my car breaking for me parking because when they get dirty or clogged, or like with the self-driving car with the sensors on top, rain, heavy rain, yeah. snow yeah. packing in there. What do you think it's going to do? It's going to wake out. Yeah, they're going to save lives driving by. No, they're going to take out more lives a hundred times more. Well, and I... interference and hackers and. Oh, you know. Yeah, there is all that Not stuff with the hacking. Yeah. The best thing is the human, always. Well, did Look you... from that Dodge incident with the Durangos, where the robots were building them, mm-hmm. and if a human's not there to correct it, it kept making the error, messing up product, and putting out Dodge Durangos where the front end just flew out. Because it didn't bowl them in. I was <laughs> so not aware of that. Corrected it. I would have yeah, to. This was a couple of years ago. Okay. Suits. People were going down the highway and goodbye they for a come apart. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, very scary. And 
it's all to save a buck to replace a human, but mm-hmm. the robot yeah. doesn't know it's making a mistake till the human figures it out and fixes it. Right. Or else it'll, it'll keep, it's not going to save you money. It's going to bankrupt you. Because yeah. Well, it's like it did there. It's junk in, junk out. I mean, you got to be able, if it's not programmed correctly, then it's not going to be able to do the job correctly that it want right. that us humans want it to do. So, <laughs> right. But yeah. in the long run, you got to look at humans are always better, just like the checkout. Self-checkout. There always has to be a human. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there does. Because computers are, well, I'd say they fail quite often. Yeah, and And they're made to do that. (laughs) Well, Especially in extremes. You wouldn't throw your laptop out in the snow, rain, heat, and cold, and keep heating it up and cooling it, regardless of the, you know, covering that's on it. Right. Like a a shell under your hood. Mm -hmm. That's why they fail mm-hmm. older cars yeah, just last yeah. longer you don't need the stop start feature just buy a new car it'll stop after fifty thousand. <laughs> <laughs> and as for the fuel economy yes you could take a 57 chevy and get the same thing as one of these go-karts with a plastic body on it yeah metal there's. I just don't want you to know that. <laughs> Charles, you're saying so many things that we could talk for hours. Oh, I know, hours, but I'm just pointing out this technology and how they're telling people, saying, yo, you got to buy this electric or hybrid or, you know, this little pea shooter with a plastic body because <laughs> to get fuel efficiency and it's not safe. And if they wanted you to be safe, NASCAR, they go 200 miles, hit the wall. Get out. You know why? Because they have a roll cage. They have a roll cage. Uh huh. If they were really concerned about their safety, they would put under the headliner a smaller six-point roll cage in addition to your bag seat belt, and we wouldn't have so many fatalities. But they, in the end, they really don't care about your yes, safety. They, they just want to do. sell it. Oh, well, the government Five does. Five star means nothing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or, or else they would do that, right? I love your, I love your well, input, but so. Well, smart, car, smart cars are built like that. Smart cars are actually built like that. They're little tiny, little they're, tiny they're roll cages. They're basically a roll cage. Yeah. And if you put a harness, like a race car, instead of a seatbelt that clicks in that you can lift up and down, it'd save a lot of lives. The airbag, get rid of that. <laughs> that kills more people than saves, and seatbelts save more than airbags. Well, seatbelts are the, the first. Seatbelts yeah. are the first line of defense, honestly. So right, but yeah. a harness would be even better. Oh sure, I completely oh, agree. Yeah. But I can't they really truly cared about your safety. I can't. I can't imagine anyone trying to get into a, in and out of a harness every time they get out of a car. So yeah, the, but is your life worth it? But you the, know, I mean, the trade off the trade off is people are actually going to use the three point harness instead of like the you know the regular shoulder harness instead of using the five point harness that would take ten minutes to get buckled <laughs> into every single time. So there is a trade off there, you know. Right. Yeah. But- like I said, the hidden roll cage, yeah, that's a that's a bonus too. Yeah, yeah. Charles, we but, definitely have to take a break. I appreciate your input and your um, you're just so you're so funny. Yeah. We could talk for hours yeah, about my, all the things. My friend who saying. passed away, he's a sheriff's officer back in I forget what year it was, sixties or something. Uh-huh. And he bought a Chevy, I believe it was an Impala or something like that, uh-huh. and they hounded him to get it back, and he didn't for the life of him figure out why. It's what I know. He goes, I love the car, and they kept hounding him. And finally, they broke down and told them that the carburetor on it was a prototype, and it was so fuel-efficient, they didn't want to get it out. So they finally gave it back, (laughs) and they gave them another one. Interesting. Uh, Because it's quite capable to get the mileage you're getting today with a heavy car. 
Interesting. Metal car and safe car and roomy car. You don't, like I said, you don't have to ride around the go kart with a plastic shell. Go kart and an airbag. <laughs> All right, my dear. Stop and start. <laughs> I love it. All right, we're gonna take a really quick break. We have a couple of people on yep, hold. Uh, we have Garth in Warnersville about an Impala, and then we're gonna talk to Dave when we come back. So yep. we'll be right back after these messages. And now let's get back to Tom and Ashley with Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair. Hello, we're back. Uh, thank you for joining us. Ashley and Tom, Idle Talk, King's Auto Repair on 8.30 a.m. WEU and I can't get it. I can't do it. Really? 11.40 WBO. No. 11. Wah, wah, wah. 11.60. I need a puppy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I'll try and try and try. It has right. to be written down. I That's can't. Right. I, just, I can't just. Anyway, it's fine. So, anyway, we have Garth on the phone here with a question about his 2004 Impala. Hello, Garth. Hey, good evening. Hi. How are you? Good. Good. Hey, uh, instrument cluster. Uh huh. On a 2004 Impala, I have issues with the uh, with the uh, fuel gauge, uh, the speedometer, and the temp. Uh, the speedometer quit working completely. The fuel will kind of like cycle around the clock. Mm-hmm. And the temp does not do anything anymore, as neither does the speedometer. Does the question, does the um, tripodometer work? Yes. And does the mileage? Um, the the uh, mileage works. Okay. The, all, all that works. Okay. Now, I was told... That on a dial gauge, there is no stepper motors in there. But I was also told that there's a stepper motor repair kit to put in them. So I'm a bit confused. It's a little contradictory, yeah. eh? Yeah. <laughs> yes. In those years, GM was just getting into dabbling with stepper motors. Well, they'd been dabbling with them for years. And uh-huh. you remember, you'd drive, I don't know if you had one from like the late 80s or early 90s ever saw the or saw the pickup trucks in those years but you'd get in them and you'd be going down the road and the gauges and the dials would just kind of swing back and forth as you were driving Mm -hmm. the speedometer was kind of like a suggestion of maybe how fast you were going i had a mike marrow was like that the i think it was the temperature gauge would just like flop around yeah but those those were the start of the stepper gauges Mm -hmm. and and they were using them Pretty much in 2004 yet. Um, I was going to look it up here real quick. Another problem that happens with them is a lot of times there's some resistors on the back of the instrument cluster that okay. that the resistors go. Mm-hmm. And we've gone and actually put new resistors on the circuit board on the back to fix some of that stuff. Okay. Okay. Could he take Could he take the cluster out and take it to the the instrument yeah, repair shop that we a, there's yeah. there's a repair shop down in um it's in Lancaster County but it's oh, I can't think of the name of the place um they're right off of like near Route 30 and if you take I wanna, the whole I want to say it's Powells yeah P O W E L S um uh, instrument cluster repair shop and, yes I think I've heard of them before yeah and if you can get it if you can take it out or I think. I'm not sure if they'll work if you bring the whole vehicle that they could take it out for you and just yeah. revisit it and kind of solder things you together for you. Know, 
Do you happen to know, sorry to cut you off. That's okay. Do you happen to know what it takes to get that cluster out of there? <laughs> Tommy would. I have uh, no idea. Yeah. I mean, a chainsaw or an Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's always an easy pick, way to do ice it. Ice pick is good. Yeah. They get a little little difficult. Yeah, um, that, that dash is kind of a... So, kind of a goofy arrangement. Yeah, I'll, I'm trying to think here. I haven't had one of those apart in a long while. I, yeah, off the top of my head, I I couldn't help you with that. YouTube, I would say, yeah, okay. YouTube or Google. Yeah, YouTube would be your friend on that one. Yeah. I'm sorry, we we can't help you out as much yeah. as we'd like to. Uh, no, well, I'm trying okay. to. I'm going to say the last the last one I had apart was probably three years ago. Yeah, I, I know who I know which. Whose car it is too? Uh, I know. I know. Sometimes, sometimes I can't remember where they did yesterday. So <laughs> sometimes I, I sometimes yeah. I can't remember where I parked in the morning. You know, <laughs> I'm, pull, I'm pulling up some stuff here. Where did I park? Oh, I'm walking the wrong way. Tommy's looking real I'm quick pull, to see I'm if we can find any right anything here. that's gonna give you any information on our uh, our pro demand here. Why did but, we go in so, 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 do you think there 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 is a possibility that there is stepper motors in this? Yeah, I I believe there's stepper motors in it, okay. and probably it probably has bad stepper motors, and a lot of times, how I'm trying to remember the size of the there's a couple uh, there's a couple of resistors on the back, and if okay. the resistors go bad, they mm-hmm. end up causing issues like that. And, an, okay. and another issue they have too is the solders actually break around where the resistors come into the circuit board. So right. sometimes, if you are handy with a soldering iron, you can just go through and just touch with you like just a touch mag- them back yeah, up again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just touch them and and they yep. come back up again. Yeah. So we have a pretty big magnifying glass. We hold the stuff under and kind of look at looking for those kind of cracks and stuff yeah just get a tiny little hairline mm-hmm. uh, kind yeah. of a kind of a break in it mm-hmm. and that's enough to do it yeah especially yep. yeah especially yep. just yep. a tiny one it makes it vibrate and then it works sometimes and not other mm-hmm. times so right yeah right yeah okay, all right well thank, thank you for you the much. call that was thank great you. thanks You're Garth. Welcome. all right thank, have a good night take care. all right do bye all right we're gonna take uh we're gonna go to Dave in Reading, he has a question about used car dealers. Mm-hmm. Hi. Hi, Dave. Thanks for, hello. Thanks for your program. Hey, no problem. I'm glad to be here. I'm wondering, in your opinion, I don't know if you've had experience, but what things are used car dealers uh, liable to inform you about about a used vehicle? And if they aren't responsible, how... Can I, as a consumer, uh, mm-hmm. find out perhaps was it in a flood situation or mm-hmm. some other thing like that? Well, the first thing I would think of is Pennsylvania State inspection items and emissions uh, emission items. They would have mm-hmm. to. They would if there's not a uh, current sticker on the car, you'd want to know why. Number one, mm-hmm. and secondly, with a flood or insurance um, claims or anything like that. You could always check Carfax. However, with the caveat of both of those items, I'll, I'll throw yeah. it over to Tom. I'm, I'm going to say a little story about um, our friend up in New York who has a shop. Oh, his Al. Na- yeah, his name's Al. Mm-hmm. There's a buy here, play, pay here place across the street from him. And that dealer there, after Sandy went through, they were buying cars from, um, from New Jersey. 
and bringing them up there. Hurricane Sandy. Yeah, Hurricane Sandy. And they weren't getting anything on the titles, or they had our titles on them. And they were selling them, but doing something to kind of cover it up. They were selling them, but there was a buy here. It, it was, was a buy yeah. here, pay here. And they people would never get the title because they could never pay them off because it was a buy yeah. here, pay here with crazy interest. So they never yeah. got a hold of the title to know that it was an R title. Yeah, it was essentially they were <clears throat> renting them for a lot of money. Yeah. So there are dealers out there like that, but doing the homework and kind of digging around looking for the dealers that don't do that and are more upright. Yeah. Um, for, is what you're, I guess what you're asking. Is that, uh-huh. is that kind of, am I, am I allowed to ask the dealer to see the title, that piece of paper? I believe so. Yeah, I think so. And, and on the Carfax, it will tell you if it's been totaled and mm-hmm. what kind of, the good thing about the Carfax is it will give you the um, repair shop that the mm-hmm. vehicles have been to, even for like mechanical repairs. So mm-hmm. we upload, King's Auto Repair uploads to Carfax. So there have been instances when someone has sold a vehicle and then the per- or puts it up for sale and then the person pulls the Carfax and calls us and says, hey, what's going on with this vehicle? You know, that yeah, kind of thing. what's the condition? That so, stuff. so you, so if you pull a Carfax, it will say where, it, it will give you the name and address or name mm-hmm. at least and um, place of where the repair work was done and you as a consumer have every right to call that place and say, hey, tell me about this car. I see it's been here a lot, a, lot, a b- bunch of times and <clears throat> Secondly, if you're going to purchase a vehicle, mm-hmm. you have every right as a consumer to take that vehicle to your mechanic. So mm-hmm. whomever you think is going to be who, you know, you want to take, have to take a look at it. They have to let the car go to another mechanic for mm-hmm. a second opinion, if you will. So if they say no, number one, run. And number two, that's illegal. Yeah. They must let it go to yeah. for a second opinion. Yeah, I see. All right. Well, thank you for helping me. Hey, no problem. Yeah. Thank you so much. Have a good All night. Right. You're welcome. Thanks. Thank you. All right. We're going to take a really quick break. Uh, we have John in, uh, have about a, in <laughs> Muhlenberg Township. Sure. About yeah. his Plymouth Sundance, which I yeah. can't wait to talk about. That's right. But we'll be right back after these messages. Yep. We're back with more Idle Talk with Tom and Ashley from King's Auto Repair. And we're back. Thank you for joining us. This is Idle Talk with Tom and Ashley. Uh, we are actually we're going to take one more call, and then we have another caller that didn't want to go on the air. We're going to answer his question, his or her question. But we're going to talk to John in uh, about his Plymouth. Hi, John. Are you there? Joe. Oh, there we I go. Think about W E E U. I I uh, have the newspaper that I get every day. Yes. But it doesn't give you any kind of information as to what type of talk shows are available. You know, what type, like uh, 8 to 8.30, uh, 6 to 7. Oh, their schedule. Like a schedule for that. Oh, that's that a good idea. It's a secondary type question because I didn't realize you guys were on. Okay. I heard you once maybe a couple of weeks ago, but then I wasn't available to turn the radio on and listen to you people. Okay. Well, so we... Okay, dear WEU, please put a schedule in so we know when talk shows are going to be running. That's well, a great idea. Get it printed in the paper. Yeah. I, I subscribe to the uh, Ready Eagle. Yeah. You know. mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't, if it's there, it's very well hidden. Yeah. <laughs> but here's my question regarding the vehicle. It's, it's a 1993 Plymouth Sunday. Yes, sir. 
runs very, very well. Great. It needs a paint job. <laughs> but anyway, when I put it through inspection, it was determined that the noise I was hearing is the sway bar. Now, is a sw- I didn't know there was such a thing on a car, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But the sway bar, is that something that's welded to the frame, bolted, or... But it, it would pass inspection because it doesn't seem like you have to fix that, the sway bar. Mm-hmm. Now, if I drew back out of my driveway, I hear this little noise, and it sounds clunk, like clunk. it was a tailpipe or something. Yeah, it kind of goes clunk, clunk when it goes yeah, over. Like, uh, clunk, not clunk. a bad thing, but no. if you hit a bump, you're going to hear it. Right. Do you hit uh, a, do, is it more like a rattle when you go over bumps? Like, clunk, clunk, clunk. Well, you, you know it's there, and you wonder what it is. Well, yeah. uh, it, it's, uh, again, the sway bar. Now, I can't get under the vehicle. Or anything like this. This was a gem that we bought new. It was the wife's car, and she's passed away. And it's got sentimental value yeah. today. I keep it. I love I that. Don't put that much mileage on a vehicle. Yeah. And my other vehicle is a '98 Plymouth Sundance. So uh, the question is: Is mm-hmm. that something that's? Uh, if I wanted to get it fixed, I've been told no. You, uh, we can't fix it. Now that doesn't sound right to mm. me. Well, in, um. I don't de- know. It we depends just, what it is. Yeah, source it, the part. So some of the usually with noises like that on on cars, it's usually not the actual bar. It's like there's bushings that hold the bar onto the car and like bushings and clamps and those will go bad or the links that actually hold the bar to the lower control arms. So what this bar does is when you go through a corner, it helps hold the car flatter in a corner. If you remember back in, um, you sound like you'd probably remember the 70s cars here. Oh, sure, sure. So when you would go through a corner fairly quick, you remember how the car would like really pick up on the on the one like on the outside or in the inside tire would kind of pick up, and the car would lean real hard to the outside of the, the turn. Okay, yes, I so, have experienced that. Yep. Yeah. So what these bars do is actually hold the car flatter in the corner to help keep the tires on the ground. To, to assist with traction. Yeah, to assist with traction. So it doesn't pick the tire up on the inside, mm-hmm. you know, when you'd go around a hard corner. So... This bar has, like, bushings which allow it to move, and then the links that connect it to the end. And usually those are the parts that fail. It's not always the bar. I would ima- I would imagine you'd be able to find the bushings yeah. or the links. but um, Specifically, yeah. I mean, generally we'd, we'd still be able to. It's just the sourcing the part and making sure you're going to have the right part um, for, 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 the, for yeah. the actual repair. But I mean, okay. I can't. I can't imagine that it I mean, wouldn't the, be possible. Those were super popular. Yeah, they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, they're the, the, well. The, the question, I'm probably you can't answer this, but it's just a question of the cost involved. To say, let's repair the sway bar. Give me, you know, whether it's a grommet or a bolt or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, uh, it's it wouldn't be a. I can't imagine it would be terribly expensive. I mean. Yeah, less than two hundred dollars yeah. probably for that because the parts are so prevalent. Yeah, it'd just be the time to get it on and off time and to source them and and source it. Yeah, that that wouldn't need an alignment either, though, would it? 
Maybe. I'm trying to remember how the suspension set up, but I'm not 100% sure on it. I was trying to. The, the other side, the other part of this uh, question I have in my mind is, do you uh, have a, um, I'm going to call it a shop or a business where mm-hmm. you, you do yeah. repairs yep. on yep. vehicles? Yep. yep. King, King's Auto Repair, 732 Penn Avenue. King's yep. Auto Repair. Yeah. Yep. On on a, where, where are you? Seven seven thirty two, yeah, Penn Avenue, okay, West Reading, West Reading, okay, yeah. yep. And uh, you so bring, would that be something if I went to you people and said, hey, I need an appointment? This is something I like to have done. Is absolutely, that, that be yeah. Done? Yep, yep, yep. Bring it down. We'll take a look at it. Yeah, and, for sure. Okay. And see what we can do for you. Yeah. And in between waiting for the parts, you paint it. <laughs> <laughs> You're so Man, funny. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you know, I said, well, should I sell this little jewel? And it's not going to bring a lot of money. Oh, but never. Again, Don't sell yeah. it. You know, it's well, a great John, John we, we really go. have to go. 84,000 miles. John, I, yeah. I love your you love your questions, but we really have to get going. Okay. So, have a nice night. Yep. Thank, right. you. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you very much. All right. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you very much. And that was Idle Talk. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>